And to Jesus be the glory and the honor and the praise for his wonderful love. Welcome. I'm so glad you're with me today. And I'm very happy I have a new set. In fact, I have two of them now in this studio. All because of you. Thank you for helping me have this beautiful studio where I can come to you daily and be a blessing through the word of God. Lord, I thank you for your people. Bless them today mightily in Jesus' name. And bless your word to our hearts. And God's people said, Amen. I'm teaching today on the blood of God. One of the most important teachings any one of us can bring to you. Because once we understand the shed blood of Jesus on the cross, God Almighty shed his blood on the cross for you and I. Remember what I'm just saying here. The God who created the heavens and the earth. The God who chose Abraham and called Abraham. The God who brought Israel out of Egypt, the God of glory and creation, became a man. His name, Jesus. And God was crucified in the person of Jesus Christ and shed his blood on Calvary's cross. Why? And that's what we're talking about. The importance of understanding the answer. Why? Why is there a river of blood from Genesis to Revelation? Why do we see the blood in the Old Testament? Millions of animals were killed. Why? Well, I shared a lot yesterday. I want to just remind you of a few things. God creates man. He's perfect. Man, Adam, sinned. It did not catch God by surprise, for he who knows the end from the beginning knew what was coming. And the Bible says that God gave Adam a gift. He came and clothed him with wet skin, the skin of an animal. He gave him the gift of life and the promise of redemption. Now, the Bible tells us something amazing. In 1 Peter 1, verse 18 through 20, and Revelation 13, verse 8 says, that Jesus was crucified before time and before eternity. Before time and space. Think about before creation. If we could say in eternity past, okay, he was crucified in the heart of God. When there was nothing, there was no heaven, no earth, no angels, no demons, no world, no planets, no nothing except the Trinity. And God had a conference. And in that conference, he planned your salvation and my salvation. All before the foundation of the world. Ephesians 1, chosen in him before the foundation of the world to be his children. And God wrote our names in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. It's all in the Bible. 
And the blood of Jesus was shed in the heart of God before the foundation of the world. So now God comes to Adam. Let's go to Genesis quickly, and then we'll go to First Peter. So in Genesis 3, we see something beautiful in verse 21. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins <coughs> and clothe them. He came and covered them with the skin of an animal, a substitute, because they sinned. And now God came with the promise of redemption and life and covered them with the skin of a dead animal. God slew the first sacrifice. Hallelujah. And God slew the last sacrifice, his own son. Hallelujah. And we have been given life eternal because of this. So now the Bible tells us in First Peter, I just mentioned it to you, but we got to read it. Uh, chapter 1, verse 18 through 20, which I read yesterday, but it's so good to see it again. As much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your vain or futile conversations or conduct or life, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish, without spot, who verily was foreordained, this is the key here, foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, or revealed in these last times for you. So what happened in the heart of God had now to become history. It came into history when Jesus died on the cross. And the Bible says in Revelation 13 and verse 8, one more time, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, meaning the Antichrist, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So powerful. So now, God Almighty comes and reveals this to Adam, which is sought in Genesis 3. By faith, Adam tells his children, Abel receives the message. Cain rejects the message. What message? The message that Jesus is the sacrifice. Because the Bible makes it very clear, let's look at this. In Genesis chapter 4, that Abel saw the work of Calvary. Otherwise, it would not have said, by faith, he offered the blood. But let's look at Genesis 4 and then we're going to go to Hebrews 11. So in Genesis 4 beginning at verse 2 it says, And she again bare his brother Abel and Abel was a keeper of the sheep but Cain was a tiller of the, of the ground. It's interesting by the way that she conceived once and bore twice. Meaning that Abel and Cain were actually twins. Because it says in verse 1, And, and Adam knew Eve his wife and it was Hava in Hebrew, the mother of, of all living. She conceived and bare Cain, and then she again bare Abel. So here we see very clearly, here are twin brothers. 
One accepting the message, one rejecting the message. It says, in the process of time, verse 3, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. It was an act of rebellion. But Abel brought of the firstlings of his flock, of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering. Why? Well, if we go to Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews together. Let's look at chapter 11. Let's look at verse 4. We see a lot in this amazing portion. It says, by faith. Well, faith, you know, comes by hearing. So who told him? His father. What did his father tell him? That God accepts blood. That God Almighty cannot be approached without the offering of blood. That God cannot hear prayer without the offering of blood. That God will not answer prayer without the offering of blood. Why? Because the blood of Jesus was shed already in his heart before the foundation of the world. And the Bible tells us, as I showed you yesterday, that life is in the blood. Therefore, the blood is sacred to God because it represents his life. He breathed into Adam's nostril and the man became a living soul and the blood flowed through his being. So the blood is the result of breath. The blood did not come out of the ground. What came out of the ground was the body. God created the body out of the mud, the dust of the ground. That's why he called him Adama, meaning earth. Now the Bible says something amazing. God breathed into his nostrils and life came. The blood came. So the blood is the result of the breath of God. That's why the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit and the blood are in agreement in the epistle of John. Because the blood and the Holy Ghost speak together. Whatever you find the blood of Jesus, you find the voice of God. So this is very important. We understand this as, as Christians. That the blood is sacred. And now the Bible tells us, by faith, verse 4, Hebrews 11, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice, a more acceptable sacrifice, a sacrifice that God accepted, a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness, by which he obtained witness that what? He was righteous. Well, you can't be righteous without seeing Jesus. Because it says that Abraham became righteous when he accepted the message of salvation. Because God said to him, through your seed, I'll bless the world. Through Jesus, I'll bless the world. And he believed God, it says. This is in Genesis. Because he was questioning, you gave me no seed. God said, come out of your tent. Count the stars. And God said, through your seed, meaning Messiah, I'm going to bless the nations. And it says, and Abraham believed. And God declared him righteous. He believed what? He believed the message. Jesus said, he said, Abraham saw my day. He saw my day and rejoiced. 
He saw the day when Jesus would die on the cross and rejoiced. Hallelujah. Adam believed. Abel believed. Cain did not believe. That's why today Adam is in heaven. That's why Abel is in heaven. And Cain is not in heaven. Because he rejected the message of the cross. He was declared righteous. Abel declared righteous. We can't be declared righteous without seeing the Messiah. God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet speaks. God testifying of his gifts. This is a very amazing uh, word. It says God testifying or declaring that his gift, the blood, pleased him. He, he bare record. He reported it. Isn't it amazing that God would testify? He testified, he spoke that Abel was a righteous man because he saw the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's awesome. So now, the Bible tells us something else in 1 John 3. Let's go to 1 John 3. That kind of confirms what I've been saying here to you. Okay? 1 John chapter 3, because there's more about this in the Bible. Okay? 1 John 3 and verse 12. It says this. Not as Cain who was of that wicked one. So Cain rejected the message of salvation because he was filled with an evil demon. He was of the wicked one. He was of Satan. Not as Cain who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. And wherefore, why did he kill him? Wherefore slew he him? Because in his own works were evil, but his brother's righteous. He was declared righteous again here in First John. His works were righteous because he had faith in God. Faith in what God revealed to him about the cross. Hallelujah. But Abel accepted the message of salvation. Cain rejected the gift of salvation and the message of salvation. Because he was seeking salvation by the sweat of his brow. He was seeking salvation by works. That's why he brought God fruits and vegetables. What he had himself, you know, worked on. He rejected the revealed uh, truth and the revealed way, the divine revelation God gave him. That only through the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God, are we accepted. And amazingly, when you look at the, at the Bible, the law of Moses developed uh, offerings, a sacrificial system that gave us and gives us much clarity and gives us a picture of him who was to come. Jesus who came and died on the cross. So 
every day, think about this, sacrifices were made, the blood was shed in the tabernacle in the wilderness, in the temple. And each sacrifice looked what? Looked forward to the day Jesus would offer himself. And then in that final and finally, in that final all-sufficient offering, forgive me for my praise break, but I love it. In that final all-sufficient offering, all that was to be brought into focus was brought into focus on the Day of Atonement in the Old Covenant, once a year. When the high priest when the high priest became the representative of the people. When he dressed in simple white, in a simple white robe, and now two goats were brought to him, without blemish. One for death, and one to be sent away into the wilderness. The high priest then, laid his hands first on the goat chosen for death. He confessed the sins of Israel on that animal, meaning he was transferring, he was giving that animal all the sins of the nation. He killed that goat, that goat was slain. Then he takes the blood of that goat, to the Holy of Holies. Wow. Placing it on the mercy seat. Wow. Now they brought him the living goat that was chosen for a sacrifice. The high priest laid hands on that goat, confessing the sins of the people. And then that goat was sent into the desert, led into the desert, sent away to never return. Meaning that their sin would be lost from the sight of God. And our precious Jesus fulfilled both. He took our sins And he removed them forever. Out of the sight of God. That's why God said I will remember their sin no more. You see the beauty of the Old Testament. You see the types and the shadows of the cross. In all those offerings. I love what it says in Hebrews chapter 10. Can we go there together? I hope you're enjoying this. I'm enjoying this more than you are, believe me. I love the word of God, and I know you do too, but I get excited. It says, for the law, verse 1, for the law having a shadow of good of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereon, uh, thereon to perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered. Because that the worshippers, once purged, should have had no more conscience of sins. So the blood of animals kept them rem- uh, to you know kept them reminded of their sin, while the blood of Jesus removes our sin and we, don't rem- we do not remember it no more. In the blood of animals, there, there was remembrance. 
in the blood of Jesus. There's no remembrance. And that's why on the Day of Atonement, that goat went into the wilderness, meaning no more remembrance of sin. But the high priest took that responsibility. It wasn't the people that offered. It was the high priest that laid his hands, meaning only Jesus could do it. It's not possible, verse 4, it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. So why then, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, this is why he said in the Psalms, sacrifice, and this is David writing this by the Holy Spirit, speaking about what Jesus would do. Sacrifice on offerings, thou wouldst not, but a body have, have you prepared me in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin. You've had no pleasure. Then I said, lo, I come in the volume of the book, it's written of me to do your will, O Lord. So above when he said sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and offerings for sin, you would not, you have no pleasure in them. Then he said, lo, I come to do your will. He takes away the first that he may establish the second, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Hallelujah. Can you imagine the joy the people of God must have experienced when Jeremiah prophesied what I'm, what I'm about to read in Jeremiah 31, 31. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant which I made, that I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their inward part, meaning their spirits. I will write it in their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Hallelujah. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. Do you know the Lord? They will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. You know, a lot of those who brought animals in the Old Covenant. He, they, they did not have a relationship with God, did they? But now through Jesus, we can have a relationship with the Lord. It says they will all know me, know me, through the blood and only through the blood. I'm going to continue tomorrow. I'm going to pray with you right now. But think about this. The blood of Jesus was shed in Gethsemane. This morning, I had a blessed time with the Lord, and I had communion. And I, and, and every time I have communion, the Lord, your blood was shed in Gethsemane when your sweat became blood, and then your blood was shed in the house of Caiaphas, and your blood was shed in the Praetorium, and your blood was shed in Golgotha. But think about this. When the guards came to arrest him, his garments were stained with the blood. His sweat became blood. The blood of the covenant. And then his precious face. And then his precious head. Then his precious back. And his hands. His feet. His side. 
the Son of Almighty God, took upon him our humanity. He became us. He made a covenant with God on our behalf. And then he cried, It is finished. Why did he say it is finished? Because what was accomplished in the heart of God in eternity past now was complete when Jesus said, It is finished. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for your wonderful sacrifice on Calvary. I thank you, Lord, for the blood of the covenant shed for us. Oh, people, lift your hands and thank the blood of God himself in the person of Jesus Christ was shed for you and me. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I give you praise. And Lord, I pray, cleanse your people with the blood today. Wash your people with the blood today. And Lord, we apply your blood on our lives. We apply the blood on our families. We apply your blood on our children and grandchildren. We apply the blood, your blood on our loved ones and on our future and on our work and our possessions. In Jesus' name, Lord. Your word declares, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And I will not allow the enemy to come in unto you. Thank you, Lord, for the protection of the blood of our our homes and futures. In Jesus' name. And God's precious people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Remember the celebration in heaven in Revelation 15. Lord, you washed us with your blood and made us kings and priests unto our God. That celebration will continue forever, saints. Hallelujah. And we will be there. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to pray with you. God will bless you, honor you as you honor him. As you magnify him, he will bless you financially as you give to his work. And I've been telling you, I'm going back on TV Three networks in the United States have opened up their doors. And we're going to go on the air in December. But I need your help financially to be able to pay in advance. I want to pay in in advance. I don't want to be in debt. I I don't want to be in debt. I want to be able to pay in, in advance. So will you help me get back on TV, you sweet people of God? You know, I've been coming to you daily on social media. I think the time has come now to go back on TV and to go with a half hour daily. And and I'll be doing exactly what I'm doing here. This is the same thing I want to show on TV that you've been watching for the last year and something. We began last March. Now this is November. Thanksgiving is this week. And it's I've, I have so many programs. But I want to air the new ones, you know, what I'm doing now on TV so that people can be blessed all over the country and how we need it in America today, how we need it in this country, in the word of God, to strengthen the people of God, to strengthen our children, our grandchildren. Today, many of them are walking away from the word of God. They don't believe what the Bible teaches. The message of the blood is unheard today in many places. We need to bring it back so they would be free from the devil and the oppression of the demonic. Help me do it for the Lord Jesus, please. 
I've been coming to you daily. I'm going to continue coming to you daily. But let's take these half hours, put them on TV for the glory of Jesus. Okay. You can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. Or you can go to our website, benahin.org. Or simply text BHM45777. And become a partner with our ministry. Help me stay on the air. Help me come, keep coming to you. We're already, by the way, what I'm doing here is already on TV in Scandinavia. Already on TV in Italy and other parts of the world for free. For free. I said, yes, and how, how I wish it could be free here in this country. But no, they, they want me to pay. Fine, we will do it. And let's do it together for the Lord, okay? All right. I continue tomorrow, and I will finish this teaching, and I want to pray with you for... In fact, tomorrow I'll, I'll be probably... I, I feel the Lord's going to lead me to pray for the sick. We're going to have some beautiful worship together. And then I'm going to believe God. God will heal you physically too. Because there's power in the atonement. Healing power in the atonement. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. And then Thanksgiving this Thursday here in this country. Much love to you. Blessings, blessings. Shalom.